Blog Talk Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself, and you are officially listening to Russell Cast Radio. Mr. Young, I'd like to get a training update from you. Life coach, training has been great. I ran five miles today. As your life coach, I don't allow you to run. But coach, I got to get my cardio in. What am I supposed to do? Walk, walk, walk. Walk briskly. Walk briskly? So you don't want me to ever run? Maybe, just maybe if you miss the bus. I stopped running in 1978. (laughs) Wow, that was way before I was born, but... I've got your car keys here, and it's going to take you eight hours to walk to the next town. Eight hours? Coach, why are you... Hey, dig deep. If you get there too fast, I'll know you ran. I'm here to set the record straight today. I want to tell everybody in WCW why I was called terrorizing. I was brought here as a boy from France to be educated in the best schools in the United States. And I got that name by beating up all the American punks in the schools. I was given the nickname Terrorizing. Well now, I am no longer a boy. I am Jean-Paul Levesque, the greatest professional wrestler in the world today. Remember the name, Jean-Paul Levesque. There's a lot of things going on in the World Wrestling Federation right now. And yes, the Red Rooster wants to get his claw right in the middle of it and stir it up a little bit. A lot of people have been saying, what's been going on, Rooster? Well, everything's going on. The World Wrestling Federation is number one. And yes, the Red Rooster's trying to claw his way to the top of this federation. There's a lot of great talent around here, and I'll tell you why. Because the fans are the greatest. I thank each and every one of you Rooster Boosters, because with your support and my Rooster Wing Hold, I don't feel like there's a guy here that I can't beat. Yukon John Nord, his partner Scott Norton, and I'll tell you what, Yukon, you made quick work at a big spike. Hey, let's set up. My partner, Scott Norton, I'm going to tell you a story. We was up in the Yukon, we got up early one morning, and we was chopping trees and chopping wood, and Big Scott had got to the lumber shack before us. And everybody knows what lumberjacks eat. They eat a lot of pancakes. My name is Thurman Plug, but my friends, they call me Sparky. You call me Sparky, too. I never really worked with Hulk Hogan that much. I don't know him that well. I know you guys did in WCW. What can you tell me about the Hulk? You mean personally? Yeah, personally. Well, Mick, I didn't date him. I don't know anything about personally, but... I'm in control here, and you're going to give me what I want. You know what it is. Give me what I want. You know what I want. I've been asking for it for years. You're going to give me what I want, or I'm going to continue to hurt people you love. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Bryant. The last two long years is finally over. Been a long, long wait. You're going down this time, Bill. You're going down. We'll be back.
Cass. Oh, I got to unmute Alex. <laughs> I think I unmuted. Alex, are you unmuted? Unmuted. Wow. Maybe. It feels amazing to be back. Maybe. I, I realized that might be my favorite part of the new opening was uh, is Bob Backlund just going, do, do you want me to never run? He's like, uh, maybe. He just... <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard when I heard you that. You remember he time. ran for president of wrestling? <laughs> He's tight. I haven't ran since 1979 or whatever he said. <laughs> oh, man. That guy was the true goat back in the day. Man. And then he killed my childhood when he made uh, uh, the Hart family throw in the towel. Man. Oh. I was not a Bret Hart fan, but man, I should have cheered that day. Not only for. Uh, for that, but but for my cousin Brian, who was a major uh, heart attack fan, was was Bruce Hart ready to shoot like he always was? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, but I think he waited to let out his aggression uh, with that Survivor Series match with the Knights. Yeah, <laughs> Bruce Hart going there just throwing punches. Everyone's like, calm down. <laughs> potatoes, potatoes, treat you like it's in the dungeon. He's like, <laughs> he's like Bob. Bob, you want to work a shoot spot? And Bob's like, maybe. He's like, oh, okay. Maybe I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> show tonight, guys. We're, this, this will go against the, the wire. We'll, we'll be moving. Uh, halfway point, Stuart Williams comes back on. Y'all remember, he was on the second Pro Wrestling for Dummies where he got us into progress, which I thank him every day for. Um, we're previewing the progress. I'm watching right now. Which is hey! amazing, chapter eighty-seven, <laughs> bread night. Well, the main event, like we're, we're I'm, I think we're four or five chap, maybe four chapters behind. Four and uh, not, not gonna lie, it, it feels good to uh, kind of watch wrestling where I don't have to have subtitles on or try to make believe what they're saying. But uh, <laughs> oof, it's been a hell yeah, of a week. So we got we got some uh, progress to catch on. The Super 16 tournament took place, I believe, Saturday, Sunday, and the finals were today. Um, yes. It won't hit the live stream till next week. So we got some time to play a little catch up if we want to catch up on some progress. So Sud will be on second half of the show to to knock that out for hour number two. Given his treat it his like thoughts. an end game. Stay away from the internet. Don't spoil it, people. Yeah, I know, like, Twitter, it's hard and everything, and I almost got a spoiler on my Google feed, so I quickly blocked anything Progress Wrestling uh, for 30 days. But, uh, yeah, just just be nice to your fellow wrestling fans. This is Don't a pretty big Sean tournament. McCoy. Don't be the Sean McCoy. <laughs> or don't be uh, the guy who who uh, I tried, and like, tirelessly to not have you be spoiled with the new Japan uh, awesome item from Saturday. I'm like, dude, just don't go on the internet. Don't do this. Have your significant another go on new Japan before you turn it on. And then when you're done, leave the room and have her start night two. But some, some interesting person decided to spoil it for you. Some fart knocker just decided to send it to me. (laughs) And, and you know I'm happy though because that was one of the things that I had said. If if he's going to go back and do anything else, this is the only thing that makes sense if you don't want to do another Jay White match because there's no point in really starting up another program. So this is a quick mm-hmm. one off you can do, which will be nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get uh, the two Duntaku shows. We're gonna come back Wednesday night and talk Ooh. to Duntaku shows. Um, also, I've out to Japan, you Ryan. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, you did, you did. I was I was what glued. a, what a hey, world. I, I can I can say I watched 18 nights of the All Japan Champion Carnival uh, everything through so pretty happy with that. 
But uh, also Wednesday night, too, I'm going to get Alex a link, so hopefully we can catch up. Two big matches in Big Japan that we had kind of previewed a couple weeks ago. Daisuke Sakamoto defended the strong title uh, against Yuji Okabayashi. And then Masashi Takahashi defended the Deathmatch Championship against the, the Deathmatch Survivor himself, Asami Kadoka. Uh, both matches were tremendous. So I'll, I'm going to wait to talk about those till Wednesday so Alex can can uh, get, get a chance to see him. Isaiah texts me, he goes, hey, um, uh, do, you have, do you have links to that to those matches? And I go, what matches? He goes, the payoffs from those tournaments. And I was like, Whoa. are you talking about Big Japan again? And he goes, yeah. So that, I said, I got you. He goes, okay, I'll call in today. I said, no, 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 no. you got to wait till Wednesday to call if you want to call in because we <laughs> we're going to talk about it tonight. So Isaiah, once again, is all obsessed with Big Japan wrestling. <laughs> so maybe we'll even have Isaiah call in on Wednesday. But uh, we got that to talk about. We're going to give, if we have a couple minutes, we want to kind of give some thoughts about John Moxley and what we're hoping to see come from him. But What is this, 2010? Was this Dragon Gate? What's happening? John Moxley. Yeah, you mean to tell me we get to see Akira Tozawa, BB Hulk, and Mike Quackenbush again? Tight. And then Ricochet, be all Ricochet-like, pre-Ricochet on NXT. Beat Russell, let's go. God, that show is good. Yamato, Daniel Bryan. (laughs) Woo! Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. But we are going to talk nights 15 through 18. We're going to skip the kind of middle. We talked 4 through 8 last time. 9 through 12, we're going to kind of – our 9 through 14, we're kind of kind of just – I think we skipped those. We, we, we skipped some we recommendations. Yeah. So I'll real quick go down my list of anything that's from 9 to 14 since we're going through. And I'll just kind of quick go through. I'll give you the day, my score. I won't give you who won in case you don't want to be spoiled. I guess because okay. I didn't, I didn't give. Uh, I did watch Alex- night fourteen. I did watch fourteen. I I, had, I liked a few matches on, on that card. Well, I mean, it was granted that was the final two matches of that card, but more so uh, the the Sai and uh, Okabayashi match. Just because, again, I I, I thought Sai was definitely a, a performer in the Champion Carnival uh, that raised my eyebrow. Not a lot of people I found out enjoy him. Um, or his wrestling style, but I, I, I thought he was a lot more impressive um, than what people got him, uh, gave him credit for, and also due to the fact that uh, he was a lot better than than what I usually see on Monday and Tuesday nights, or did on Monday and Tuesday hey, nights. To be fair, you, you you probably saw what you needed to see on that night. Um, I'll go through these real fast here. On uh, night thirteen, Zeus and Yuji Okabayashi. I went four and a half on that bad boy. Um, if you're a fan of Yuji Okabayashi and Zeus. You know, this this is exactly what you'd imagine it is. So please, please go out of your way yeah. to watch it. <laughs> the best matches of the entire tournament. Um, there's a few times that I had to cover my mouth because I didn't want to wake people up when I'm watching people just hurt each other. So like I said, I went four and a half on that bad boy. Definitely Ooh. worth a watch. Um, day nine, Dylan James took on you, Yumi Aoyagi. I went three stars on that. Um, day nine, Zeus at Sushioki. I went three stars. Uh, Valletta Okabayashi on night 10, I went three and a quarter. Uh, Dylan James and Ishikawa on night 14, I went three. Uh, Ishikawa Valletta, I went two and a quarter from night 11. Uh, Aoki and Sai from night 11, I went three and a half. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, Valletta Miyahara went three and three quarters from day 12. Not even Miyahara could get Gianni Violetta to, to a four star match, but I appreciate the effort. Um, Day 11, I went four and a half on this bad boy. Kento Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi, his number yes. two in next stream. That match rocked. The beginning when Aoyagi's coming out and he's, 
he's spinning his uh, his towel over his head, doing his little baby face thing, and the fans have their <laughs> Mia Howard towels, and he stops and he rips it out of their hands and he throws it on the ground. He goes, "No," and they look at him, and then he starts spinning his towel again. And he keeps walking. <laughs> so that was really good. <laughs> but they, I mean, they clicked. They were they were fantastic together. Um, as you mentioned, night fourteen, Okabayashi and Ryuji silent three stars on that one. Uh, night twelve. Uh, Yuji Okabayashi, Dylan James. I went four and a half on that Hoss fight. Wow, was that yeah. awesome. That was the best yeah. match I think I've ever seen Dylan James have. It was incredible. And then night 10, Aoki and Aoyagi. I went three and three quarters. Um, it was a gr- great showing from Ao- uh, Aoki. And Yuma Aoyagi continue to have a great tournament. Um, if we go through the B block real quick, uh, Daichi Hashimoto and Aoyo Nomura from night 12. I went three stars. Hmm. Um, during Takashi Oshida from day 10, I went two and a half, and that was being gracious. Um, that was another botched finish. Uh, night 13, Joel Redmond, Yoshitatsu, I went three and a quarter. Uh, Sam Adonis, Yoshitatsu from night 12, I went two and three quarters. Daichi Ashimoto and Suwama, I went three and a half on night 10. Uh, Takashi Oshida, Jake Lee, I went three and a half from night 11. Uh, Naoya Nomura, Yoshitatsu, I went three and three quarters from day nine. That was awesome. A really good match. Um, and that's kind of wrapping it up here. Suwama Jake Lee from date 13. I went three and three quarters. Daichi and Yoshitatsu, I went two and a half from night 14. Um, and then lastly, Daichi Hashimoto, Joe Doring from day 13. I went three and a quarter. It was, this seemed like Doring was starting to get healthy because I know he was hurt at the beginning. Okay. That's why he's so weird. That, that answered that question for me. Um, uh, Sam Adonis, Takashi Yoshida from day nine, I went two and a half. And then Suwama Joel Redmond from day 12, I went two and three quarters. The other thing, too, is the reason I went three and, three and a quarter for Hashimoto and Doring was listening to Hashimoto's what was entertaining <laughs> and then became so annoying. annoying. Um, watching Did Doring knock Doring, that out of him? No, but when he was beating him up, it looked like he should be screaming that loud because I think Doring was getting annoyed. Doring <laughs> <laughs> beating the shit out of him. work for it. That's like, awesome. at one point... At one point, if I remember right, he he had his he stepped on his head and just bent his leg back because he didn't want to sit down for a Boston Crab, so he just stood and did it. And Daichi's just screaming bloody murder, and it's, I'm like, okay, that's funny right now. Wow, <laughs> like, that's entertaining. I see it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's uh, so let's kind of just speed speed run through these. Um, hit our, our big guns, obviously, of things that we were very excited for. Yes. Um, things that really stood out here. But we'll we'll kick it off here, night 15. This was when it really started ramping up, and we really started right? uh, Joe I would Dorian. say the first match of 15. Oh, sorry. The first match of 15 for me was one of those, as I talked the last show, when we're talking, uh, you know, the, up to night nine, was there are some matches where I wish would go longer. And this mm-hmm. was one of them. This was one where I was just like, damn, why why not give these, you know, hosses five more minutes? Because Redman, you know, Joe Jordan's a big man. But Joe Redman isn't that far behind. He's a little bit more, you know, physique-wise, you know, he's a little bit, you know, that, that prototype wrestler there. And, and I, I was having fun. And, yeah, again, this was a, a great showcase, you know, for Joe Jordan to get him back, you know. Um, in the saddle, you know, especially uh, point-wise, but but I thought Joel Redman, you know, as much as the ass-kicking he took didn't affect him, and I thought for the fact that, again, it made, I think, everyone look good. But damn, 
I needed Redman to get his, you know, his sequence in, if you will. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was only 8.32. It was a shorter match. Um, I went two and a half on it just for the fact that I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I thought they were starting to get going here mm-hmm. and then boom, out of nowhere, running cross body and he finished them. Yeah. And I was like, damn, they were getting some momentum going and I would have loved to see what was going to happen. But I mean, it is what it is. Uh, you know, we move on. Uh, Jake Lee defeats Sam Adonis. I thought these guys had really good chemistry when uh, mm-hmm. that one tag match I watched earlier in the one where I, the one I was telling you about where he kept doing a sexy boy dance and Jake Lee was all confused. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and this felt like, once again, just like uh, just like night 13, I think it was with Jake Lee when he worked. I believe it was Suama. Yeah. It mm-hmm. felt like he started, and that was I would like three and three and quarters on that. It started like he finally was getting his rhythm going. I went, I went a solid, uh, you know, a solid. I think I went three stars on this. Where I, I okay, just lost nice, my page. Nice. Yeah, three Which stars on Sam Adonis. Uh, a hell of a hand in this tournament, I, I think. You know, minus the the first night where the crowd, you know, the you know, not only at each event, but watching probably you know, you know that weren't you know familiar with him probably saw you know Sam Adonis just as you know a quote-unquote jobber but but I think every match that he put in especially in this match you know uh, against Jake Lee who to me was more of a, a robotic you know type of wrestler if you will um, I thought just just hands down you know the effort was was always there with Sam Adonis um, you know, whether it was in the ring, the crowd playing off of them, playing with or against them. Um, but Jake Lee, man, this, this is where it was starting to pick it up. You know, uh, you know, again, he didn't win me over in this match at that moment um, where, you know, I dubbed he was, you know, very Ted DiBiase Jr.-esque at best, um, where he's mm-hmm. a natural talent. But, it, you know, for some reason, he's just on cruise control. You know, he's just like, you know, the blinders on. Um, but Sam Adonis, you know, you definitely cannot halt uh, his performance um, in this match, which, I, again, made Jake Lee more more alert. You know, I, I love the DiBiase thing, and I'll even go one one step up with you, partially because I, I, I see the talent, and I know it's there, and we'll, you know, obviously talk about it somewhere, we, something that we can guarantee the talent was there. Doesn't yep. he kind of remind you of the non-giving-a-crap Randy Orton? He's got a good look. And everything he does is smooth, but he just doesn't mm-hmm. care. Well, I, we, we brought up the Randy Orton, you know, similarities before, but I mean, That's Jake true. Lee is the guy that, you know, the reason why I brought up the DiBiase thing was that was the guy where like, oh, you know, when it was, you know, um, true. Uh, uh, the legacy, I almost said evolution too, but legacy, you know, we all, you know, had our favorites, you know, obviously Orton was already established at that point. But when you looked at Rhodes and DiBiase Jr., the sexy pick was DiBiase Jr. He looked like the wrestler. He looked like the guy. It just, you know, it just didn't seem like he was, his head wasn't into it at all times. Yes, Randy Orton is known for that as well, but he could always, you know, turn it on when he must. And now the Randy Orton similarity will come into play as we talk, you know, the remaining nights here. Uh, but, you know, up to this point, up to night 15, I was just like, man, when is it just going to click for this guy? And lo and yeah. behold, it would take a few nights. <laughs> <laughs> um, ironically, another match that goes to eight minutes and 32 seconds. Ooh. 
um, but was a perfect match being eight minutes to me. Uh, Yuji Okabayashi yeah. defeated Atsushi Aoki. Um, I went I went three and three quarters on this, Alex. I thought this freaking rocked, man. Holy <laughs> cow. This match was just a banger. And yes. Aoki looked great. He applied that gross sleeper hold getting out of the torch rack. And I'm, I'm going, well, this is the end of it. And I'm going, oh, he might get out of it. <laughs> oh, he's out of it. And then he drops down to one knee, and then he just hoists him back up. And I'm like, oh, he's killing him. He's he's killing this junior. And yes. his arms waving, and Nikon Lee's like, yep, it's over. It's over. <laughs> like, yeah, yes. and, and then he just throws him down and just, Ugh. I'm like, this guy is, this guy rocks. Aoki's yes. doing a hell of a job. He's He is been such such a breath of fresh air in this and the fact that he goes into this match still having six points and a chance mm-hmm. to be 500 by the end of this I was like yep yeah, let's go great match <laughs> the right guy won um <laughs> he sold a no a head he no sold a headbutt from Aoki smiles and then takes his head off with a lariat yeah <laughs> I mean it's oh it's so good uh Alex what'd you think of this match Oh, at Sushi Aoki, I mean, I, I want to be president of his fan club. Uh, the, the, again, just as the point, you know, kind of was talking about, uh, you know, a little earlier with Sam Adonis, uh, at Sushi Aoki just made every opponent, you know, look fantastic. Whether the opponent won or lost, um, Aoki made sure that they looked good. They got their ish in, you know, if you will. But every match with Aoki was always a David versus Goliath match. And there, there was no one better than, of course, Yuji Okabayashi. And there was, a, uh, there was another one that we'll, we'll get into, you know, in a bit here as well. But, uh, no, this was just fun because, again, it shows the dominance of Okabayashi. You know, he's having fun. I, I thought, again, the, another Avengers Endgame reference you know, where, uh, you know, the Hulk and Bruce Banner kind of come apart for a few <laughs> moments. I thought that's what happened to Aoki's soul because, Jesus, I didn't think, I'm like, how is this guy getting up? The torture rack spot alone, like you were saying, where I was like, just tap, man. I was like, I applaud you. You got out. You wiggled out of the first attempt, <laughs> but please just go and fight another day. This was a damn good, fun match. Again, to assert the dominance that is Kobayashi. Um, and yeah, Aoki, I, I want to buy his merch. I want to get, uh, like I said, on the fan club there. Yeah, dude, he's working his ass off in the stuff. And, and I love the fact that he came in and is taking this as like, isn't just kind of like, oh, cool, I'm just getting put in this tournament. I'll probably job a bunch. He's going to yeah. go, great. I'm, a, you know, if I'm an alternate, I'm going to make the best of it. And he is. And, I said this to you in the, in the text. Um, I saw the previews for the next big shows coming up, and, and they have Koji Iwamoto defending the junior title against him. So he's getting a junior title match immediately next show, I believe. So nice. kudos for them for them giving him a, a good match right off the bat and not throwing him in a multi-man. But uh, main event, speaking of a guy that you said not a lot of people talked well about, but you were really into and really behind him right mm-hmm. on your side. Um, Leave it to Kento Miyahara. Kento Miyahara defeats Ryuji Sai. I went three and three quarters on this bad boy. Just went short of 23 match- matches. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what, you know, Kento Miyahara can't do wrong. 
like I said, he he brought Violetta to the to a score almost you know just as high. This was a great <laughs> match. Side just or, uh, Miyahara just knows how to bring out the best in every other person yeah. that he he has. The way he sells makes Ryoji size stuff look even better than it already is. And he he showed a ton of fire. He he he. He was matching Miyahara's pace in the ring. Yes. I mean, it, it was a really good match. And this is a match mm-hmm. where if you're a fan of Ryuji Sai, like you said, you became, this is the one where you get to go, ha, told you he's good. Told you he can have a good match. <laughs> and then we just ignore it with Kento Miyahara, but we still got told you he can have a really good match. And The and chemistry was there. Yeah. I mean, he countered almost everything that Miyahara had, which was very rare to see. I mean, yes, granted, every, you know, almost everybody in, in the tournament match kicked out of the, uh, the shutdown German, um, you know, like I said, pretty much every Miyahara match in this, but Sai, um, you know, he, he just made it damn believable. He had a counter almost for everything, or sorry, shutdown, um, you know, for everything there. I, again, hands down, you know, a lot of, Sai has gone the distance in this tournament. I'd say probably match wise you know for average he's probably wrestles i don't know maybe a 60 minute match average if not a little longer i guarantee he's one of the highest up there i mean the draw exactly and this match was well over 20 minutes 21 minutes or so i mean he always you know he's definitely that guy you know yeah he's he might not be world champ or whatever you know divisions that they have uh championship wise but he's always going to put on a good performance you know, not only for himself, but wow, that was amazing. But for, you know, the opponents there. And like you said, to have a dance partner like Miyahara, you know, and for Sai to not back down and to say, hey, yeah. I've had some upsets. I've had some wins in this tournament. Hell, he was coming in at seven points, just one point behind Kento Miyahara, you know, coming into this night. So again, you know, the storyline of, you know, Kento Miyahara, triple crown, you know, this guy being the best, but never winning you know, the champion carnival, you know, is like, okay, is Ryuji Sai going to be the spoiler? And, uh, you know, at times I thought it was going to happen. There was probably, I don't know, two or three, 2.999, uh, you know, <laughs> counts in, in this match where I jumped off my couch and was like, oh my God, I'm going to have a heart attack because holy moly. And the furious knees that he took front or back, a turnbuckle or non, uh, was was brutal, but again, he just made Miyahara look strong. Ryuji Sai, I'm sorry, but definitely uh, in my underrated um, or undes- I'm not undeserved, but underrated MVPs of uh, the Champion Carnival. Yeah, it was it was a fantastic match. Hold on, uh oh, I just sneezed, so I I muted myself. I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> Boom! Oh yeah, we we sneeze the same. It's not very oh, good yeah. for our listeners. <laughs> no, it sounds like we're getting. It sounds like Daichi Hashimoto. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome! Holy moly! Oh, um, okay, I think I'm back. Yeah, I mean, God, this was good. It was it was good, and Ryuji Sai held his own, and that's exactly what it was. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to uh, night 16 here. This was yeah. all able. really good stuff here once again. These three core controls are a blast. Uh, Which, we by see the UAL, way, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you noticed, starting with night 16, you know, the with the finals, 
um, of each block. And of course the actual final, the, uh, <laughs> the music restrictions were off. There was commentary, which was awesome to hear, <laughs> to help me navigate the emotion of each match. But again, when Ryuji Sai is coming out to Offspring, I was like, oh, my God, this makes makes it even better. Um, and with his outfit, uh, let's go. This this was awesome. I just wanted to point that out, the the amazingness of we could hear awesome, awesome uh, entrances. What, what did Sam Adonis come out to? He came out to something ridiculous, too. Um, it was like an old SmackDown versus Raw, like, filler music song. I forgot what it was. It's like a I'm not Pat Benatar. It was um, it was <laughs> yeah. I, I can't think of it right now, but yes, <laughs> something like it was something. I was like, what is he coming out to? I laughed, but <laughs> what's he doing? Um, as you mentioned, Yuma Aoyagi takes on Ryuji Sai. I went three and a quarter on this one. Uh, Yuma Aoyagi gets the win. Continues to mm. have some great matches. This guy yes. is another hand. You know, there was a picture I tweeted out from Corican when we were there of all the guys on the the one two show and their, their warm ups, and and I I think I tweeted it and said all Japan's future looks really good with this crop of talent in this ring right now, and going to these these two final uh, shows before the final at Corican here, it showed because all mm-hmm. these guys stood out. All three Corican shows are great, and I mean even this one, like I said, as simple as a match was, still with with three and a quarter. Nice. Way fun. Good job. Uh, Aoyagi gets his six points. Uh, defeats him. Yuma Aoyagi, though, still sits, uh, finishes eight out of nine nine spots on the the tournament uh, above Giovanni, Gianni Valletta, who had the tiebreaker <laughs> over. So that finishes That's Gialetta. That's a cool GTA and, name, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that dude, like, is helping Nico Bell. It's crazy, because didn't Yuma Yagi go, like, didn't he win his first two matches to start the tournament? Then for this to be his next win on the final he, nine of the blocks? He, I think, well, he beat, let's let's see, because he, he, I know he, he lost. He won with that submission, and then he did the FU, right? The next match, beat, which he didn't do his new submission. No, that was Nomura. Oh, that was Nomura? Okay. Yeah, Aoyagi's the 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 blue shirt swinger that wrestled uh, Mihara uh, nine ah, eleven. Right. He beat yeah, but he beat at Sushioki, I think early. Um, let's see, he got his first one night five. He defeated Zeus, and then night six he defeated Gianni Valletta, and then he didn't win another match until now. So yes, it okay. was relatively early. It just wasn't that early, but it's still nights five and six, and then ten shows later you finally get a W. <laughs> Which, like I love I said, the, uh, he, the fire that Yogi had, you know, kind of attacking even before Sai could get his elaborate costume, um, you know, off. <laughs> um, you know, probably frustrated again, too, for, you know, only being the, the third match that he would get a W in. Uh, but uh, Sai, uh, kudos again to Yogi because Sai, during that, that kick fest that he was giving him, I was like, I don't know if this is like a, a welcome to all Japan type of thing, <laughs> but Yogi uh, definitely, or Ayagi definitely... Uh, deserve that victory. No, as I mentioned, uh, Yuma Aoyagi finished eighth. Johnny Valletta finished ninth. He had three wins. Do you know who is? Could you remember who his three victories were against? The only three uh, Valletta got. Oh man. Um, this is going to be interesting. What? He beat Kento Miyahara. 
Are we, he we're, beat, we're talking Gianni Valletta? Yep. Gianni Valletta uh, beat Kento Miyahara on... What the hell was it? I uh, not have watched that night. Um, night, night 12. He won yeah. night 10, 11, and 12 back to back to back. Night 10, Valletta <laughs> beat... He beat Yuji Okabayashi, and then night what? eleven he beat Shuji Ishikawa, and then night twelve he beat Kento Miyahara. I need to go back and watch those after this TLC progress match where Aussie Open and uh, the Swords of uh, Essex are murdering each other. But whoa! In a nutshell, was the chain utilized during these yeah. wins? How the yeah, hell did that happen? They were all BS victories, but like when he beat Miyahara, I'm like, damn, he just beat Miyahara. He's got, how does he have six points? Like, <laughs> oh my God, he just beat Ishikawa and Okabayashi. Like he beat wow. the three top guys in the block. I'm like, God, and then I'm thinking, did he beat, he didn't beat Zeus, did he? I'm like, okay, good, he didn't beat Zeus. So, so I was what's like, the holy point God. of that, though? Just to kind of uh, get the points a little in order for the final couple of nights. I mean, yeah, why Valletta? Make, of all, wow, why Valletta of all people? Damn, that was nasty. I guess you get, you can you can say you get the upset factor. You can also play up the if I'm Shuji Ishikawa, I'm not taking Johnny Valletta seriously. Oh, crap. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. I think he hit wow. Yuji Okabayashi with like a chair and a chain and something else to stop that guy, but yeah, that guy could take a tombstone off the apron, <laughs> then get up automatically and give Ishikawa a power slam on the apron, but can't take a chain. Come on. Come on, Oka. You know, by night 10, <coughs> you know, he just got done working That's a true. bunch of It might be in the middle of this. Let's not forget, I think he worked a, a tournament in Big Japan in the same time frame as this, <laughs> which is why, like, from night two to ten, he wasn't there, and then he came back and worked like every show after that in a row. Like talking about why we need that commentary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Atsushi defeats Dylan James, um, which was which was a crucial victory. Um, yeah, I for, I forgot that Okabayashi and Dylan James had a draw. I believe night twelve. I had Okabayashi with a victory, but I'm pretty sure it was a draw because I'm, a, a lot of the reports I'm looking at had Dylan James at nine. At nine. Yep. I went three and a quarter on this. If Dylan James beats Aoki, then he would he would have won the block. Which would have surprised the hell out of everybody. But no, at Sushi Aoki, uh, again, like I said, this was a perfect David and Goliath matchup where David – gets the win, you know, hella, you know, counters and reversals into, you know, uh, for pin attempts for Aoki, we're finally, you know, after getting out of the choke slam, um, you know, just kind of rolls him up there again, not a lot of offense and not a lot of, you know, it was just, Oh, here's the clothesline. Here's a chop where again, Aoki's soul came out of his body, you know, with each time, probably at every match, Think about it, you know, against anyone over the uh, the height of six seven. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, this, this was fun. I I, I really really like this match just because again it gives that great underdog uh, story and to give Aoki a point to uh, to end the tournament there. Yeah, I mean Aoki goes four and four, and he's the, he plays spoiler to Dylan James, and I love you know the urgency. I think I actually am going to bump it up to three and a half, knowing that that I did goof that wrong because. I'm going, man, Dylan James really wants to win this match, and he's got to hope for t- – he doesn't even have a tiebreaker over um, 
Okabayashi, and he lost to Miyahara, so he doesn't even have a tiebreaker. What is he? Well, because he could have won the whole block. I love mm-hmm. the fact that Aoki crawls under the ring, which, you know, that's what you only see, like, Hornswoggle do when they laugh about it. Like, he did this as, like, a serious, I'm escaping from Dylan James, and then comes from behind him and almost gets the small package for the victory. Yep. Um, which was, <laughs> it was awesome. It was, it was, a, it was a fun match. Um, yeah, one of the one of the results says the place in this match not register with me initially, but in the last few days it became clear that Aoki was gonna act as a spoiler here. Um and and that's that's exactly that's exactly what it was. And you know, and kudos to how well he worked. Boy Agreed. oh boy, now Agreed. we get to, we we're gonna get to some some fun. Uh, two banger matches. Um I, I went like I said, I went four and a half on both here. First match, Zeus who has the tiebreakers. Zeus wins and he's in, but Shuji Shikawa puts him down. He he gets he one count kicks from the, the running knee after the Kamagoi. Oh so yeah. He hits him with another one. And then he picks him up with this huge pretzel like hooking both arms, uh dropping him right on his head, uh back like to a dragon. The, the yep. giant slam is what he calls it. Um God, this was good. Zeus continues to impress me every time I see him, and I, I just I get more and more into it. And like I said, everything he does is he throws like the ugliest looking drop kick, but boy oh boy, is it the most perfect thing for a guy like Zeus? Like that guy shouldn't be throwing drop kicks. He just hurls himself up in the air <laughs> and just kicks. When he's going up, he's going up to the top to do something, and we see Shuji Shikawa head over to him and to cut him off. And instead of like dicking around with his feet and stuff, Zeus just sits there and like scoffs at him, like, "Oh, what are you going to come up here too?" And then just starts beating the crap out of him, like instead of doing the, "Oh no, here he comes." And then I, I, he he grabs the inside of the top rope and just does like a barrel roll down his back, doesn't even bother to hold his waist, gets his feet, and then goes underneath him, and then pulls him up for the power bomb, and then legit power bombs him. Like, it, just, yep. it, it looks so. Not like it looks like John Cena, how unorthodox looking the way he moves is, but it works so perfect for the guy. And I started pulling from at the end. I was like, I know this is going to stop me hard from having a chance, but boy, oh boy, do I, I want to see Zeus get in there and fight somebody like Namor or, or Suwama or Jake Lee. When to, to start off the match, when Zeus picking up and power slamming Ishikawa with the ease, I was like, this is going to be different. And then when I realized that uh, Zeus has, uh, I don't know, the, the flight capabilities of one Superman as he dove over the guardrail to give that diving lariat, oh I was like, was like, man, this guy's got ups. And then for him to nail the perfect suplex where he lifts Ishikawa over the apron into essentially the ring there, I was again, stalling for a second or two. Again, Ishikawa, his, he's on a team called the Violent Giants, guys. And Zeus, I mean, as he is sculpted like a god from the, you know, the, the Greek times, this guy, I mean, definitely looks small compared to Ishikawa. And, and for him to take, you know, the tombstone off the apron um, and then just to get up to do, do the two amigos and then hit that superplex just right off the, you know, just kind of after he, him getting murdered just showcases how awesome Zeus is. I know I joked about it after the first couple of nights 
of watching Zeus. I know you've been a fan of for a while. You always told me Zeus, Zeus, Zeus. And I'm like, Tiny Lister, what? Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, I again, I'm, I'm not only a fan of his ring work, but also, uh, you know, for, for his salesmanship as he likes to uh, be a spokesperson <laughs> for all Japan neckwear. But no, I'm great for real. Oh, yeah, amazing. Uh, I love the comparison of John Cena, honestly. Um, you know, we're, we're these guys you don't expect too much. Maybe, again, the inevitable five moves of doom. But then they, they just, you know, with the right talent or, or with the right opponent, they will just pull tricks out of the hat and just have a fantastic match. And this was a match, again, where it just blew my, my lid off because these two guys, you know, and as, as veteran as they are, you know, they could, you know, just throw in the towel where it looks like Suwan does, you know, half of the time. Um, but but with the Ishikawa and Zeus, they did not disappoint. A beat down on each other uh, like, like I could not see. But that giant slam at the end, like you said, <laughs> Zeus kicking out at one and a half. And then, you know, after getting just one knee and then all of a sudden, no, good night. Uh, great tournament, though, by Zeus. Uh, and then we get to uh, the main events. Oh, boy. Yeah, then we just keep going. (laughs) Kento Miyahara takes on Yuji Okabayashi's. My God, Kento Miyahara continued to put on show after show after show. His, I mean, the finishing sequence of this match maybe went for eight, ten minutes. I mean, it was, I I was on pins and needles, pins and needles, pins and needles Mm -hmm. the whole time. I mean, this is... and the fact too, like you alluded, you you alluded to this earlier, where everybody kicks out of the German suplex, but then he goes for the shutdown and he locks your arms, and that's immediately when you go when everybody goes, okay, I I, I lasted the first one, but if he gets my arms, I'm not getting out of this. Yeah. And half of these guys do such a good job of putting over the escaping of that, and and Okabayashi was another one. The, the the offense that he was hitting, um, he, there was a spot to where Okabayashi's on the floor and he gets him in a torture rack and just starts walking around the outside <laughs> of the guardrail and stops at each section and looks at the crowd and just, just continues to wrench it. Finally, after walking to three different sides, just kind of walks around the ring post and just throws him forward on the ground <laughs> and just goes back in the ring. Like, da 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 um, You know, finally he starts spamming those blackout knees he starts doing enough, overcoming the lariats. Um, I mean, the knees, the knees are, the, I mean, if, if you love Kenny Omega's knee strikes, you have to watch Kento Miyahara's because the fact that he, I mean, when he claps instead of slapping his thigh, it makes it sound so much louder and makes it look less, you know, suspect because you're making the sound. He's, he's on another level right now. Yes. I mean, this tournament, the, is it fair to co- to say that, that Miyahara had, and even Okabayashi, you could compare this to like a guy like Tomohiro Ishii in the G1 last year. Like it, it just, I mean, everything he touched was incredible. <laughs> Mind blown. That is a perfect similarity for, you know, of course, New Japan always getting the glory of the Japanese promotion. At least I would assume stateside, um, or at least with me. But uh, I, I think that's a perfect, perfect parallel just due to the fact that again, you know, Okabayashi, he's just a mountain of a man. Hell, I mean, the only thing that that's, you know, uh, makes Okabayashi and Ishii different 
um, would just be that, you know, Ishii just has that awesome shadow of hair where Okabayashi looks like a poster child of Mr. Clean, where it's just <laughs> nice and smooth and just shiny. No, but uh, I, I love that Miyahara, you know, again, he, he the, those striking knees, um, furious. I mean, I, I don't know what they're called, but I just call them furious knee, knee daggers. Oh, it's um, blackout because, knees? Blackout just because knee strikes? <laughs> I mean, blackout is, is definitely for sure, because, uh, <laughs> again, I don't know how Okabayashi, you know, just had enough sense to shake it off, you know, if you will. This was a, a fantastic match. Um, just due to the fact that it, it all came down to this match. You know, obviously, you know, it can be booked where you're just like, oh, it's going to come down to this. Or, you know, you if you preview the card, you know, uh, a week out, you're like, or not even a week, or before it starts, and you're like, okay, Miyahara Okabayashi in the finals. I, You know, you could be a pretty, you know, a, a smart and guess that it might come down to that, which, of course, it did, but in a way... I didn't have an idea, you know, Kento Miyahara has yet to win a champion carnival. So why would he win it this year with, with someone as awesome and powerful um, as, as Elko Bayashi. But uh, when Oka was trying to fight out of the shutdown German, you know, for, for the, the, the final uh, pin there, I loved how after about 30 seconds, Kento Miyahara was like, Nope, like you said, locked him in. Beautiful, beautiful shutdown, and uh, and that was all. I love the respect that was paid afterward, you know, next to each other. Because Kenta Miyahara, he's supposed to be an ass, and you know, I I loved it how you know even with his fans um, of you know of, of Kenta Miyahara, like you stated when he had him in that torture rack, walking around the apron there, just you know, kind of saying, "This is your guy, huh? Look where I have him," and just tosses him down. Um, I, I'm sure they have matches from years past. I'm sure I might watch one if you send the link to me, but I hope and pray that I, I get many more in the years to come. Well, I got something that, that couple thoughts that I, I feel like might blow your mind here. So we got about 13 minutes here before, before we move to our next segment. So let's go into the next night. Uh, Sam Adonis defeats Daichi Hashimoto, essentially knocking Hashimoto out of the tournament. Uh, yes. who, who was sitting there at eight and it points. Screams. Yeah. <laughs> I went I went two and a half. Kudos to Sam Adonis to win, but nothing really spectacular for the match worth worth noting on my end. Uh, any thoughts you got on this one? Um no. I, I loved how Sam Adonis though in the beginning got a lone chant of Let's Go Sam, I believe it was, and then a lot more people were joining in. Uh Kudos, Sam Adonis. I thought this was a hell of a tournament. Hopefully, gain some great exposure, uh, you know, not only stateside, but over in Japan, and hopefully get to see you in some more uh, All Japan down the line. I, I, I thought he definitely earned it. What, did, what do you I, think? I, I think, too, yeah, a big takeaway for me is he kept the heel stuff. He didn't do a lot of the, the normal cheap heel stuff like we saw at Warrior Wrestling, the one show. Um, yep. But he was respectful to all of his opponents, and he was high-fiving fans. And, you know, he's not the greatest in-ring worker. And I don't say that as a bad thing because he's got a good character. But I think he over-delivered what we expected from him. And I think that was my biggest yeah. takeaway, that he he did the exact opposite of Daichi Hashimoto. Daichi Hashimoto might end up having a higher match average for me because I think Hashimoto's a better worker. But the fact of how lazy he was, 
just pisses me off to no end. Like I told you, I, I'm done trying to defend the guy. I was, you know, I've defended him yeah. on Twitter with some people. I don't know if you saw that thread with Spirit. I think I think it was Spirit. But I mean, it's just it's, look, Sam Adonis came in and worked his ass off and did everything he possibly could to, to leave a good taste in everyone's mouth. And he, and he showed respect everywhere. He went. Daichi Ashimoto yeah. just seemed like he didn't give a crap. And you know what? I don't, I, I'm not wasting my time. It's not worth my time. Kudos to you. Hey, he, he deserved that, that Spicoli driver um, off the top. That's for sure. <laughs> um, Takashi Yoshida defeats Yoshitatsu, evening them Whoa. both out at, at, um, at uh, eight points, I, I don't know why I couldn't think of what eight points was. Um, where did I have this match rated? I went two Cyber and a quarter. Kong? Cyber Kong, yep, from Dragon Gate. Yeah. yeah, I went two and a quarter. It was what it was. Nothing special to me. Hey, Tatsu, I I have hated this man for for many a year. Um, but no, <laughs> I I love the energy. I mean, the guy broke his neck for God's sakes. I mean, a, yeah. a couple of years ago. And, and, you know, for him to kind of come bounce back with all Japan um, and, and definitely he's, he's the, uh, not Toriano. I would say he's kind of my Taichi of the ah. moment. Well, hey, like I said, I, you know, I, I said this last year to you when, when you're like, did you just say Yoshi Tatsu's wrestling in this company? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And he's actually surprisingly better than he was in New Japan. And it it seems like he's a better fit in, in he all He can lead a Japan. match. Yeah. He definitely is comfort, more comfortable kind of taking the lead in matches, which I, I, I really enjoyed. Um, speaking of comfortable, um, we then see Jake Lee get his 10th point, defeating Joe Doring, um, stopping Doring from having a chance to go to the finals. Uh, once again, I said this. I thought this was Joe Doring's best match of the tournament. I thought Jake Lee once again is starting to look like he should have looked this entire mm-hmm. damn tournament. Um, if he knew where this was all going from day one, and that's why he coasted, I'm going to be pissed because Ooh. you know let's let's look at Nomura and Okabayashi and and Kento Miyahara and ask what they did because they didn't do that at all. Mm-hmm. But this match is really good. True. Um. You know, he he. This is when I thought Jake Lee became awake, for sure. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> and Doring once again looked like Doring was starting to feel better. If he truly was sick or injured at the beginning, it shows that he was getting over that, which sucks because there was some stuff at the beginning I would have really enjoyed seeing that we just didn't get to see with him. But you know, mm-hmm. it was what it was. Like like day one against Suama, I thought they I thought there was a four star ceiling, and they went three and a quarter. Um, but. Uh, so, so Jake Lee gets the victory over Joe Dory. He gets the 10 points. Uh, any thoughts you have before we go into this banger of a main event? Uh, no, <laughs> this was when my eyes kind of opened with Jake Lee comparable to the re, uh, to the, uh, the beginning of this tournament. Um, so I was, I was intrigued cause you were like, Hey, he could come back, you know, and, and, you know, go on a run here, which it looks like Jake Lee definitely did, um, with him getting his 10th point and the, uh, the leader, until we got to the main event. Uh, <laughs> woo, uh, my low key, this is my uh, match of the tournament, if not uh, my top five match of the year. Like, like Boy, I said to you two before, I said if Jake Lee wins and other matches go the way, I think they're going to go with Adonis winning and Cyber Kong winning. If, if Nomura wins, he's got a tiebreak over Jake Lee. Um, and I believe Suwama lost to Jake Lee night 13 
Uh, don't mm. quote me on. No, he beat Jake Lee. Yeah, so it was whoever won that match would would win the win the block, be a tiebreaker. Otherwise, if it goes draw, Jake Lee's winning. Um, yeah, I thought it was going draw. Me too. <laughs> See, <laughs> I was like, there's a lot of time then, left. Uh, and then and then all of a sudden he he hits maximum the the Death Valley driver. Gets the victory on, oh, my God, Naoya Nomura's won the tournament. He's going to go on, and he's going to get another match with Miyahara, rematch from March 19th. And I went, holy bleep, was that match awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> I went 4-6 <laughs> for the Alex. Um, I, I mean, I'll throw, the, I'll throw the farm at it. That was, that was my third favorite match of the whole tournament. Um, I was incredible. Best match of the entire B block by far. Um you know, give your overall thoughts on it before we go to the to the crazy finish that happened here. This changed my opinion on Suwama as well. Again, he just looked energized. I don't know if it was just being in the ring with one of the the young bucks of all Japan in uh, in Nomura, but um, that that final sequence. And again, it sounds like old hat, but that's what I realized Japanese wrestling is. It's that you know a couple of sequences until that 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 last relay there and. Uh, Suwama looked like he he was, I don't know, 25 years old again. He was going, you know, speed for speed with Nomura. It was beautiful. And like you said, you know, the Spicoli, I still call it the Spicoli driver. But yes, the, okay. the Death Valley driver before the win there. Um, I thought he murdered Suwama before that as he dumped him on his head. But definitely the driver was shooting him up. And like you, I was like, oh, because I thought. Because you heard the announcer, I was like, oh, my God, they are going to go to a tie just due to the fact that you hear the loudspeaker, you know, every so often. You're like, oh, my God, where's this going to go? Where's this going to go? And then this happened. <laughs> so we all thought Daryl Murrow wins via points uh, have the tiebreaker. They say, no, we're going to take an intermission and we're going to have a sudden death match to which we get Jake Lee taking on Noyoyo Nomura. Um Another 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 banger. I went four and a quarter Ooh. on it. It was it was awesome. This was everything I wanted to see. Once again, Jake Lee showed out and showed that he he truly could do this and that he truly is better than he seems. Uh, great way to go. Just a tremendous way to go. Uh, I loved it, and they did just enough to to make Naomi Nomura still look really good oh, taking yeah. the loss. And it's, and it's like a text. And it earlier. planted seeds. It planted mm-hmm. seeds Big for one. a story because Nomura should have technically won this block. He should have advanced to the finals. But for them to do that, I, again, I don't know how the storytelling with All Japan is, but man, they planted something good for this guy, for this character in Nomura and, and the backlash that he could put against All Japan saying, that was my shot. This was supposed to be me. You know, you could say heel or whatever, which I noticed in all Japan, Ryan, there really isn't, you know, it's a great area for all the wrestlers. Yeah, you can get booed, but you're going to have about the same amount of people cheering for that set of wrestlers. Sam Adonis being a perfect example. It's just, they just care about what's happening in the ring, the action and the story being told at that moment. And I think Nomura, they got money, man. Depending on what they do, like you said, Jake Lee, after winning the match, you know, having that, that awesome, you know, kind of sequence there, as I put a holy bleep, that was crazy. Lee extending the hand and Nomura just leaves. Again, yeah. planting something there, which I, I hope, you know, there's a nice payoff. 
in the end. Well, and here's here's the thing I look at too, is if that March nineteenth match with Kento Mihara, excuse me, didn't go the way it went, I don't think that that happens. Yeah, but I think oh, they ultimately, okay. I I think Junakiyama ultimately pulled a pulled a a, a second guess and went, you know, what, let's we got to do something here to to get him in this or get him over somehow at this. So I really think that's what's going to happen or why they did it. And I mean, kudos, cause that was a tremendous move. I never in a million years saw that coming. Um, just fantastic. Just fantastic. I loved it. Uh, which leads us to the finals. Can't be a hard defeats Jake lead about 28 minutes. I, I, I'm this. Wow. Is, I, I don't know if I'm if I'm the full five or if I'm four and three quarters. I have it separated just like I did with Miyahara and Zeus, just like I did with the uh, Jay White Okada match. But I tell you what, man, this was this was probably my favorite match, favorite or second favorite match of the whole tournament. Not with that Zeus match in there. This was a star making performance for Jake Lee. If he's going to go 100%. into these matches with this momentum and this desperation and this ability to try to win. There's no reason you can't make a run with this guy. You've seen that he can do it. Now he just needs to continue to do it. This is what I'm not. I don't even need to go into detail with it. I need. I need. If you're listening, just go and watch it. This is literally. Uh, this match is up there with Tanahashi Heart. Omega. This is up there with Miyahara and Kai, Miyahara and Nomura, uh, White and Okada from MSG. I mean, this match. This match, Miyahara Zeus, which I mentioned before. Um, this match was incredible. This was just incredible. I, again, this, this was, like you said, a star making performance for Jake Lee. Like he was all, you know, all cylinders just popped off on uh, for Jake Lee, um, where I honestly thought they're going to give this man, um, you know, the, the, the inevitable here, but Kento Miyahara, I don't know how this guy can move and do what he does day in and day out in this wrestling <laughs> ring, how he can be turned up to 11 and then say, you know what? I'm going to go up to 72 F the 11. And then, you know, especially after getting his head knocked in, you know, throughout, you know, each match, to be honest with you. Um, but no, I, I, I thought this match was, it was amazing. Jake Lee, Kudos to you, sir. Uh, again, All Japan is definitely on the mellow radar now, and uh, I cannot wait to kind of see what's uh, what's left uh, for the uh, back half of 2019. Because damn, they got a fresh roster in my eyes, a great roster in my eyes, and again, the storytelling um, and the matches that came out of this tournament. And apparently, Ryan, there's a whole slew of wrestlers. I have not uh, yet to uh, to witness with All <laughs> Japan yet. So if it's anything like my first iteration of New Japan two uh, two years ago here, um, definitely has has me excited for uh, for pro wrestling. Albeit it's overseas, but damn, I I, I beg everyone to get the uh, get the All Japan uh, streaming service for sure. Hook it up on the laptop. Watch you know the last couple of nights of the uh, carnival here. And then just you know speed through uh, for the for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's all Japan's in a really good spot. You know, once again, like I said, when I when I was at Corican for those two shows in January, I looked at that roster and said they they're ma- they they're going to make some noise this year if they can just do the right booking. And 
you know, I'll, I'll leave it at this here. I, I just want to say a couple last things here. Uh, suits on the line here, so we're going to get to them in, in just a second here. This is now Miyahara's fourth title reign. When Okada got his fourth title reign, we saw him surpass Tanahashi for the 11 title offenses. He held it for, you know, two years. Do you do the same thing with Miyahara? Do you have him pass uh, uh, Toshiaki Kawada's record of 10 defenses? It's his first carnival win ever. There hasn't been a champion win the carnival since 2001 when I think it was Tenru did it. I think it was Jinichiro Tenru. I mean, do you just all cylinders go and then you can take this time and do something with that angle you mentioned of Nomura and Jake Lee and build your next guy to finally win yes. it? I, I would other- say yes because you got Nomura, you got Ayagi, you got a lot of fresh, good young talent there. Then you also have, you know, the big hosses that you can build. Dylan James, you know, again, kind of breaking off with the tag team that he had with Sai. Um, you know, where, where I think that now are are two good single singles that they have, even though Joe Doring and um and Dylan James are now a, a new tag team, which hey, bring that on. But uh I again there's a lot of good options. Uh long answer short, yes, I think maybe you do, you know, have them beat the title defenses, but then I'll ask you this, since you're you're more familiar with the lore and the history Will people nitpick like they would, you know, stateside of, oh, they're just copying? Or do you think no. people just respect the history of the title more so than us asshats here, us marks stateside? I think if you're somebody who's followed All Japan, you know when guys like Kawada and Tenru and Masawa and Kobashi, guys like that had lengthy title reigns. So that's nothing new for this company. I mean, to be fair, All Japan for, you know, there was a spot in the 90s there where they were the top dog. You know, Kojima jumped ship to go there. Uh, Tenzan jumped ship and went there. Muda Whoa. jumped over and bought the company. Um, Muda. You know, so there's a lot of good stuff. But I think having Jun Akiyama running the company now, he's been doing a good job with it. The shows have gotten better every year. This tournament beat last year's tournament. And like I said, if you if you were to nitpick the good over the bad – you could argue that this is one of the best round robin tournaments I've seen in a long time. Um, last question: Give me one name on this, and then we're gonna we're gonna we'll play a quick ten second uh, WrestleCast plug, and we'll grab suit. With Miyahara winning this tournament, if they give him a chance to pick his own opponent now, since there isn't one like last year when um, uh, Marafuji won it, who do you want him to pick to be his title defense? Uh, Sasaki. Oh, wrong, wrong corporation. Um, I would say, (laughs) I would say Nomura. That's the guy. On, on May 20th, he's facing Suji Ishikawa. I don't know if that's the, the, his, his choice. I don't know if that is what it is, but if, if it wasn't Ishikawa that he picked and he gets to pick, pick one, He's already beaten one half a strong BJ and Yuji Okabayashi. Ooh. And he already he already tagged with this guy at the Baba show. Let's get Miyahara versus Daisuke Sakamoto. <laughs> oh my Let's god. Go. Per- <laughs> I, I forget they could jump to and fro. I, I forgot that, you know, Sakamoto could oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. I think Isaiah just had a stroke. <laughs> we're going to play this quick 15-second uh, WrestleCast plug, and we're going right into progress. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Joe Doring. I'm here at world-famous Corken Hall. What's going on? It's Sammy Guevara, the best ever. And you, yes, you, 
are listening to WrestleCast Radio, baby. WrestleCast Radio, it's the number one podcast in all of wrestling, yeah. And I totally forgot to attach the Walter theme to that suit. What's up, man? I, I wanted to have a better intro for you. Hey, how you doing, guys? <laughs> I, I, was like, Wait a minute. I was waiting for the... Dun, 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 and then it didn't happen, and I went, shit. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> Hey, we got Joe Doring on, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Doring. Did you get a chance real quick to watch any of the carnival suit? Uh, I didn't, but I was up all night watching Dragon Gate. I watched the um, Dead or Alive show with the big cage match. Oh, with the flag? It was wild. Yeah, oh, with the flags. I, uh, I don't have the Dragon Gate streaming service, service and I, I try to find them, but with with the way that if if you got your flag you could still pick to kick somebody out really intrigued me and i i, I want to try to find a way to watch this <laughs> without getting it. otherwise i'm going to get the service on it but oh yeah man the whole show was good uh i got a new guy ut he's great nice i and, i like uh, the um Man, I can't wait for it. It was the. It just seemed like a good show, Alex. I may have something else for you to watch now with the second back into Dragon Gate, which is <laughs> oh, been a while. Oh yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been probably ten years or nine years uh, since I've watched a, a full Dragon Gate show. So I'm I'm excited. Bring it on. Bring it on. Just hey, like the fair, progress. Yep. Oh my God. Progress Super Strong Style 16 2019. Now this Ugh. took. The finals were were today. Um, I don't yes. know the time. All the EQs have happened. Okay, so now myself and Alex, we're completely blind. Have you been able to avoid spoilers? Uh, are you blind going into the the stream when it drops? Hopefully this weekend. I did write a preview article. Um, I know some things, but I don't know who won the tournament. All right, and I don't know who won the. Uh, I don't know who won the tournament. I don't know who won the title match. Okay, good, good, because we know we had that big title for title match. So let's let's rock and kick this off. I I pulled up your um, your preview on here, and holy cow, is there a lot of first appearances in this tournament? <laughs> um, is this because of the whole WWE thing, or was this we're just trying something new? I think a mix of both because a lot of these guys were guys who were on the indies that WWE never, that, sorry, Progress never paid attention to until WWE signed them. So you guys like Trevor Lee and uh, DJZ and who else? Not Daga, but he's first time. And then it's just like, I don't know what, it doesn't feel very like progressy. Because, like, half of the guys are in the big uh, eight-man tag uh, on the next night, on night two. So, it, they just just feel like they brought in a lot of guys to fill out the field. Because mm-hmm. most of the people they usually use are in that second day. Uh, well, not usually use, but most of the people that have been in progress this year are in that big second-day deal. Oh, the big feud with uh, Do Not Resuscitate? Yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. Because I, I looked at this, and it it kind of it kind of in a weird way felt to me more like a bola, with the lineup oh, they yeah. had, than a progress of what we're used to seeing. That's you a know, very it, good 
comparison DJ right there. Z, Aerostar, Trevor Lee, Daga. But then we throw in, you know, oh, we'll put in Paul Robinson as the random or, you know, Chris Brooks comes in as the random. It, it just it didn't feel full on. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly, which is cool. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm totally stoked to see Kyle O'Reilly, Chris Ridgeway, But it just it felt it felt off the same way that if you look at this last year's Bola kind of felt to me too, with the field just being all first and second timers in the tournament. Right. And it feels that way because everybody's getting signed, whether it be WWE <laughs> or all elite or ring of honor. Well, ring of honor still lets people do Bola, but yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird like that. We got to restock the pool. <laughs> I mean, I think David Starr is the only one that's, that was uh, – well, the David Starr's had three, Travis Banks had two, yeah. and Chris Brooks had two. I mean, holy crap. You, you, you know, you're looking at 16 guys, and you have 13 day one uh, new people. And some of these guys I've never heard of. Who is Artemis Spencer? He is a guy out of the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Progress did a tour with – uh, did a U.S. tour last year, mm-hmm. and they did a show in Seattle with Defy, and I think that's how they came across him. Okay, that's uh, he looks so like Chris. Like, he looks. Uh, I was saying he looks like Chris Saban, so he can't be that bad. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, person... he had to draw David Starr, though. That's that's for sure. Oh God, yeah, you're not you're, sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you're not winning that one. It's it's um. You know, Kyle O'Reilly, like I said, against Chris Ridgway. I'm excited Chris Ridgway is going to be at the uh, – Alex, he's at Warrior Wrestling, right? Uh, yes, he weekend? is, yeah. Taking on, I believe, Filthy Tom Lawler in a match where I wish I had a time machine – or not a time machine, a teleport uh, machine where I can go Chicago Heights all the way back here to get back for work because, damn, that's a match where I'm just like, just take my money. Take it all. I would pay <laughs> to host a show there just to watch that one-on-one on Mother's Day. Sorry, Mom and significant other. Hey, I mean, I would watch know. that too. Just like I'm about to watch this Draymond Green Chris Paul fight. These two are like <laughs> getting chippy. <laughs> They're getting chippy out here in Houston. <laughs> Breaking news: <laughs> We're going into sportscast radio here. <laughs> yeah, Draymond just got elbowed in the head by Harden. He is not up for it. Oh, I love it. Oh, there uh, is that going to be the WrestleMania star match next year: Draymond Green versus James Harden, Beard versus Beard, or or something. Beard and the Beard versus they kick they uh cut his leg off so he can't kick people in the nuts anymore. <laughs> You know, WrestleMania would totally do something like that. You could see Vince McMahon going, get me the two basketball guys. They're fighting on the court. <laughs> well, um, and then they wouldn't show up. <laughs> as long as they like, don't have that lady who almost annihilated Rob Gronkowski when he jumped the railing that one year, oh, I think man. he'll be okay. The irony of that out? is... Rob Gronkowski, Gron, uh, the Gronk, essentially, he was, I don't know if you guys watch the Billboard and Music Awards, but he actually showed up as a security guard in the opening of the show. And I was like, why is no one realizing the craziness of Rob Gronkowski being a security guard after getting bullied back to his seat uh, against Jinder Mahal many moons ago? Which, by <laughs> the way, that seems like forever ago. 
Uh, we're on a sabbatical, yeah. by the way, suit on the WWE, and I couldn't feel more refreshed. Oh, me too. I haven't watched since Mania. Yeah, we, we did yeah. the the post-Ron SmackDown just because, and then we said we're not going to – we haven't even looked at, like, a dirt sheet. I mean, we're staying literally away from everything until Money in the Bank, and we're going to kind of – I want to go into it, and we're going to see if we can – maybe if we'll be any better, but then when I got – the one thing I got spoiled on, and I had to tell – Alex, which I, I mean, if if we weren't live, I would have probably edited out of the show because there was so much laughing. Um, but I had to explain to him what a Viking experience and an Evar was, and oh, I mean, jeez. <laughs> since I'm so glad we don't watch this. Crap. How bad is that? How? Why would you gentrify Norway like that? Come on, Vince. Like, get <laughs> get up with it. <laughs> Oh my God! Um, I'm, I'm glad we've gotten to dog the WWE a little bit. That's something we we totally enjoy to do. Let's go down these first round matchups. Um, you like you said, you wrote a great article on this. I'm just going to start throwing the matches out, break them down for us one by one here. Alex, I want you to kind of keep tabs on who you think is gonna 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 win this tournament uh, through suits descriptions, and I'll play narrator here and just sit here in excitement over some of these matches. Chris Brooks taking on Ilya Dragunov. Oh, boy. I mean, let's be real. does he mean uh, to go on? (laughs) So, (laughs) Sue, thoughts on this this opening match here? Chris Brooks, Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, man, it's a good start. Uh, Brooks is uh, newly single now because uh, Kid Lycos had to uh, announce his retirement recently. We wish him the best. Uh, but yeah, you know this should be good. Brooks is fine, and then Ilya's real good in these tournament uh, scenarios. So I like it. Alex, I mean, it'll be it, it'll be interesting because just due to the fact that I mean, there's a lot of uh, will here or won't he? Is this uh, you know is he the guy that's going to make it times up for one Juice Robinson here? Um, and then of course. Dragonoff. I don't know who delivers a better torpedo uh, um, Moscow, uh, Ilya Dragonoff, or my stepdaughter, as she did. I watched her do (laughs) twenty in a row to my girlfriend, and I was like, such a proud moment, perfect form and all. Um, But again, with him being with NXT UK, again, I hope the suits—no pun intended, uh, sir—don't have a lot, uh, a lot of say. With this tournament, um, but I, I'm I pray to God because I, I love using him on 2K19, uh, Ilya Dragunov with the W. I to be fair, that's one thing that scares me about this, and I don't know what your thoughts are when you when you went through this suit, but I I have a bad feeling that these NXT guys are gonna win a lot of matches they shouldn't win. Am I crazy to think that? As I finish this bite of this Chick Fil A sandwich. Um, <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> let, let me say it's this all good. Me. I wasn't expecting you to throw it to me yet. While you eat, while you smash, because I, don't worry, that's what I'm doing after this. After this is over, so I'm glad we went an hour <laughs> earlier so I can eat quicker. Um, when when you sent me that video, Alex, the minute I saw that British flag and the dude just looked extremely lanky, and with the kid Lycos gone, that that's my thought. It's, it's Chris Brooks going over there. He changed his Twitter name to something something Kanji, I believe, anyway. And why not? You have nothing else to do. 
you know, CCK's not there. Who knows what's going on with Gresham? So yeah. why not go over and, and well, try to freshen being up? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Or having a third leg, as Jordan Grace says. Um, let's, 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 uh, let's hope maybe Chris Brooks can liven up that U.S. title. Um, but flipping back, if the Chick-fil-A has been finished, because I know it's bomb, and if you want to keep eating, please do. But am I crazy with this NXT stuff? Because I feel like I'm not. Uh, no, you're not. It's definitely a... <laughs> Definitely a worry you should have because I love how being a WWE you know, fan all... now is just instilled so much fear into the uh, into the smart wrestling fans of the universe. Like, oh yeah. no, it's like the last three years in this country are like, oh god, what's going to happen today? And then it's just like, oh, of course, the same old ish. What else is new? But let's pray to God. Oh, right. And then there's like the stuff that you keep hearing about, like uh, they can't loot, they can't, like they can't wrestle people without NXT UK contracts, or yep. they can't like wrestle people signed with other companies. It's like this weird like minefield, which makes it kind of <laughs> ambitious for Progress to keep to put them in this tournament because there's like so many things they can and can't do and have to do and have to. Make sure it doesn't happen. It's very weird. <laughs> it's, it's so damn frustrating that it's like, like I, I have fear in my mind that Vince sends like William Regal to this tournament to just sit in the back next to the bookers and make sure that everything goes according to plan, if you know what I'm saying. Like, and, and as crazy as that notion sounds, I don't think I'm that far off. It's just, it's Alex. It's like what I said to you a couple of weeks ago when, when we were talking about how the WWE's ratings did nothing the Raw after SmackDown, and mm-hmm. I, I look all over Twitter, and 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 people are going, "Wow, ratings weren't good." And every single person's going, "We knew damn well we weren't going to have a title for title match. We knew they were going to flip it to a tag match. It didn't hold our attention. They they've mm-hmm. they've conveyed the notion that shit's going to go bad to the point." It's nothing's gonna happen, and the fans are trained to to know this now. We like it's it's so bad being trained to know that it's just gonna hit the fan and be bad, and that's I'm slightly scared about that. Now, to be fair, Ilya Dragunov I think beats Chris Brooks. I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I know Suits got Ilya Dragunov in his preview. Um, Alex, are you going Dragunov or Brooks? I'm going to go Dragunov. The only reason I would go Brooks is, A, the fear-mongering that he has instilled into our minds, but also due to the fact that is maybe if they win a different way, knowing that Brooks is going to be going to New Japan, maybe to give him a little push, a little nice exposure. You know, not only by having, I'm sure, is going to be a great match with Dragunov, with Dragunov, but I think for the fact that, hey, we know Dragunov's gone. Chris Brooks, maybe this will give him a nice rub, you know, come come fifth when he uh, goes toe-to-toe, or maybe wardrobe-to-wardrobe against Juice Robinson. <laughs> um, Suit, next up, thoughts on this one. Trevor Lee taking on Aerostar in the most Bola match of the tournament. <laughs> I was about to say, is this Bola 2016? <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, they're 
I mean, there wasn't much to say in the preview. Neither guy ever wrestled in progress, and I they never wrestled before. Like, I made that joke, but I made sure to look on cagematch.net. This match <laughs> never happened before. You know, I, love I do my research with this. Hey, that's a good thing because there's too many people that don't, and, and then they then you realize it halfway, and you go, "Wait a minute," because I've been at fault of that too. Cage match is your friend, ladies and gentlemen. Cage match is your friend. <laughs> yes, it is. And you know, as you put, as far as the winner, it's a coin flip. My nickel lands on head, so I'll pick Trevor. I I'll say this: my my thoughts of him being an NXT signee is going to be over the guy who works in Impact. So I'm taking Trevor Lee too. Just think of being a Vince book thing. Alex, where are you on this match? Um, I'm I'm going to go to Luchador. I'm going to uh, stick to my Hispanic roots, um, and I think they're going to pull the uh, the PW genus uh, Aerostar. With the W, if Aerostar wins, I hope Plus he, he looks hits like that. a cool. He looks like a cool modern Aki man from uh, WCW <laughs> NWO Revenge. He he throws the stiffest springboard splash I've ever seen in my entire life. He just limps it and just. I mean, he just. Cry, I mean, Rey Mysterio does that, but he weighs like nine pounds. You know, <laughs> this dude. This dude's a bigger dude, and he just. All of his girth just crushes you. It's just, I, I've never heard so many people make like a loud, not a Daichi Hashimoto scream, but more of a <laughs> moan like Lex Luger coming out of their mouth when he lands on him. And to be fair, he's got tournament experience. He did win the 2008 uh, Alas de Oro tournament, which again, sorry to all my Hispanic <laughs> brethren with that horrible... Uh... Are you on cage match, Alex? <laughs> Are, uh, hopefully, we're trying to get that sponsorship, so yes. Pull that shit out of somewhere. I don't even know if they said it real fact. It's a real fact, no. I, it's, it's on their Wikipedia page for one Aerostar. God, oh, I'm crying. Yeah, he's got I'm five gonna... inches on uh, on on Ray there. He's five seven, and he weighs like two fifty, doesn't he? He's a big. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never, in all the years of doing this, heard heard you pull out. And he was also a 2008 Oro de Oro <laughs> champ. Oh, oh man! All it. right, moving out of here. We got another. Uh, NXT versus Impact style matchup uh, suit. What's your thoughts here, Travis Banks? Impact. Twenty. Well, DJ Z was Impact for a no, while. No, he's on NXT. Well, he he's signed. He signed now. Yeah, he's dope. Okay, so this one is kind of a is kind of up in the air because they're UK both NXT. versus stateside. Okay, I'll take it. Suit. What do you think about this match coming up here? 2017 winner Travis Banks, by the way. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I took Banks here. This one should be real good because I like DJZ and I really like yep. Travis. And I just think Travis was the. He announced that he was going to be in this back at um, back at Wembley. Oh, so yes, I don't think he. Yep. I don't think he'd lose out first round. Plus, That's, this frees I up totally... DJ to do like the six mans on night two or whatever. That is, I totally forgot that he came out and announced himself in that tournament. Yep. Yeah, he's got to win. Yeah. He's got to win. And he's got to go far now. I think that completely, uh, that completely has made me think that he's got to go a little bit of ways here. Um, Alex, who are you pulling for in this one? I got Travis Banks. I as well. I'm a fan of DJZ uh, from the early days of TNA wrestling. Uh, just because I liked his story. A and E had a thing on professional wrestling 
years ago, like a docu-series, and they, they you know, kind of showcased him. So I've been, you know, rooting for him ever since. Chicago guy as well. Saw him uh, have a fantastic match against uh, a fan of the show, uh, Sammy Guevara, over at Warrior Wrestling 4 uh, just a few months ago. Um, so, yeah, as much as I enjoy DJZ, this will be a fantastic match. But Travis Banks is going to unfortunately knock him uh, the blank out. Uh, just, just a personal note. Uh, you, I, I'm throwing shade at Sammy Guevara for not wearing a WrestleCast wristband at Warrior Wrestling when you were at the damn fan fest doing radio. And uh, so, <laughs> we threw one anyway. on the table. We threw a few more. It's all good. <laughs> it's Gucci. Sammy Guevara, what's up, man? We we broke bread at DDT. <laughs> you owe me. I, was, I I spent $35 on your panda shirt in Tokyo. Damn it. Um. Anyway. Next guy, one I've never heard of, so I'm obviously not picking him. Um, you kind of broke him down here a little bit, but as you mentioned, he's got one hell of a draw here. Suit, thoughts on our next match? Artemis Spencer taking on David Starr. Man, I I got to scroll down because I got a little distracted. Golden State's laying more bricks than a carpenter right now. <laughs> they are just... They are not handling this well. Hey, hey! Speaking of that, Alex, um, the Marlins are beating the Cubs. What's going on? Damn it! Hey, I'm just happy Rizzo got his uh, home run. So, <laughs> shout out to the 100 Club. Oh my God! Rockets are up 86-71. Yeah. Damn. Where's David It's Golden State. They could score 20 in two seconds, and we wouldn't even blink. <laughs> But back- well, James Harden can't blink because then his eyes would get even redder. So damn, oh, yeah. that's terrible, man. <laughs> Take that for data. <laughs> that's terrible, man. <laughs> All right, but to this match, um, yeah, David Starr is gonna win. Yeah, I, there's across the board. There's not he, much he's left. The man. He's my favorite guy wrestling, I would say, in over the probably the last couple of months. And and you know, just for him being a vocal wrestler, whether it's against companies, promotions, what have you, um, you know, for him taking a stand, um, I, I think is a great thing that's kind of lost nowadays. And I love how, you know, he, he could be the voice of, you know, independent wrestling, um and, and hopefully a spokesperson for uh with all the transitioning and the uh, the monopolizing uh, that's happening yet again. That's a good that's a good way to put it. I I, I mean David Starr's winning. He's not losing this match. I mean he he's not he's not losing this match. There's not there's no, not a whole lot to say about it. Uh, go to the other side here. The one I'm excited for. Uh, thoughts on this one, Sue? Kyle O'Reilly taking on Chris Ridgeway. Man, this is a tough one to pick because O'Reilly's obviously Agreed. coming in. And he's not going to be doing – and I can't see him doing, like, a tag match on night two because he's eliminated. But Ridgeway's getting pushed in progress. So I don't know, like, do you give Ridgeway that big upset? Ooh, yeah. That's t- it's a, it depends it's a tough on, question. It depends. Do we get uh, awesome, cocky as hell, but uh, the most confident man in all the world, Kyle O'Reilly? Um, undisputed era Kyle O'Reilly or or Red Dragon Kyle. I, like you said, this, this is definitely a coin flip. I, I I would say the winner will be the fans 
you know, the people that watch this match, whether it was this past weekend or, uh, or when it streams here, um, like you said, Ridgeway's definitely been getting some nice looks as of late. Uh, I got, uh, I'm flipping a coin. What do you got, Ryan? I, I gotta go Kyle O'Reilly. Cause I don't think he goes all the way over to do this tournament and job out in the first round. I just don't maybe see that. Chill him with Regal. I mean, maybe like, and, and that's the if that's the case, Scouting. then I'll say this. Then, then let me then I'll flip it with the way that suit said it. Then then yes, I would definitely pick Paul Robinson. Be or Paul Robinson. I, I look at the wrong <laughs> name. Uh, Chris Ridgeway here. I was looking at the second round here uh, because if you're if you're going to continue to push Chris Ridgeway Ridgeway and you want to do something with him, then you do bring in Kyle O'Reilly to to put him over and do business for Ridgeway because then that just gets him over more. So if your job mm-hmm. is to elevate the guy, then hell yeah, I'm taking Chris Ridgeway. I'm flipping it. Nice. Uh, well, the coin, unfortunately, was the heads, which was, was the first. So I got O'Reilly, but uh, like I said, I, I just can't wait to lay eyes on this uh, this weekend. And I, and yeah, I, I picked O'Reilly. the bad fit. Yeah, go ahead, Sue. Oh, I picked O'Reilly because I felt like the brackets worked out better if O'Reilly moved on, but I I wouldn't be shocked if Ridgeway won. And, and like I said, I think it's a perfect way if you're trying to build him as your next guy, then mm-hmm. this is definitely why you bring in O'Reilly to do the favor for him. But, I mean, we'll see what happens here. Um, next up, Darby Allen takes on Paul Robinson's <laughs> suit. What do you think about this Ooh. one? This is an interesting matchup, like, style-wise, because Darby's, like, at his best when a big dude is just throwing him everywhere. But now he's wrestling somebody either his size or smaller and Paul Robinson, so it's, like, it's going to be weird seeing this. Like, seeing Darby is, like, the heavy hitter of the match. <laughs> so true. I like your input here. I'll pick Robinson to win because I don't think an all elite wrestling guy will win in a promotion that is so closely tied to WWE. <laughs> yeah. If if this tournament was two months ago, I'd say maybe Darby has a better chance because he's still in Evolve. But yeah, now I don't know. I, I think, to, well, Alex, what, what's your thoughts before I say something on this one? I, I would say I love this is a, I mean, not saying that Paul Robinson, I mean, Robinson's a, a wily vet. I mean, I, I like how it's kind of like the multiverse of it's kind of like the future meets the now, you know, and Darby Allen and Paul Robinson can both do some insane, insane stuff in and outside of the ring. Um, I don't know if the AEW, uh, well, no, I regress, uh, Paul Robinson. I was going to say, I don't know if that would have <laughs> had to do with anything. And I just realized StarCast 2 and all the other, you know, events that, you know, they're being petty about, uh, over in Connecticut. So yeah, Paul Robinson, nice send off for Darby Allen though, you know, before he endures his, um, his new venture out in Jacksonville, but I like Darby awesome. Allen. Quick update for you, Alex. Uh, Chris Bryant, solo shot, 6-5 Cubs. Uh, Two-and-one count, though, to Javi Baez, one out. They did have a three, a 4-3 lead going into the ninth. They let up three runs to the 9-24 and 24 Marlins in the ninth. So um, that's where that's sitting. Um, and another update. Oh, yes. Another yeah, update. Um, yeah, the Warriors went on an 11-0 run right after we <laughs> talked. 
but <laughs> but the Rockets got it back to a uh, a nine yeah. point lead at the end of the third. I love how James Harden looks like Cable, by the way, with that eye. It looks pretty rad. <laughs> Nailing threes. <laughs> I love. He looks like Cable. That might be the light of the night for me. Oh yeah, I just saw. It. Yep, there's Harden. His uh his his picture is a little too. Uh, a little too fake because he's smiling with both eyes open on the ESPN ticker. <laughs> but I digress. Um, I'm going to go Paul Robinson for the fact that I feel he's got um, a bigger future in the company too, kind of like Ridgeway. And I don't see Darby Allen maybe doing as much as he used to. Ooh. With the, I, I, and it's it's hard because you don't know what this all elite thing's really going to be with guys working other places, but. I feel like if they if they didn't have plans for Paul Robinson, they wouldn't have did the big thing in September with him. Um, and I don't think they also would have redone the Swords of Essex with Osprey and had them go on a run with the with the straps. So I feel like they have a bigger picture with with Paul Robinson. So I'll go mm-hmm. Paul Robinson and sweep it through. Here's one that really intrigues me. Um, I didn't get to see the Super Six or the the WXW sixteen carrot that I really wanted to. So I am. I am on the fence, not really knowing. And as you've recommended to us, suit Jordan Devlin has been on a tear in the last eight months or so. Um, break down this Jordan Devlin oh. lucky kid, man. Yeah, this is two of Europe's like hottest guys right now because Jordan Devlin, like he's been like a big name for like eight months. He's been killing it in Ireland for like two years, mm-hmm. and he is just lighten it up, everything he touches turns to gold. And then you got Lucky Kid who uh WXW put the rocket pack on uh for W for um sixteen carat and he just won that and he beat Walter in the final to do that too. So wow. you got a story here either way. Wow. Oof. You're you're going devil on this one? I'm going Devlin on this one because he's more of a push commodity and commodity in progress, but yeah, it should be good either way. Alex, where are you going on this one? Um, I, like you said, you know, the last, you know, couple of months for Jordan Devlin, the match he had with Chris Ridgeway to me is still one of my underrated matches of the year of 2018 that they had, I believe at chapter 78, um, which I, I better go check on a cage match, but uh, that match to me, <laughs> was definitely a a match I knew was going to be great wrestling, but the story that those two guys told in that ring, it made me watch them closely. And and Jordan Devlin is one I've watched. You know, I, I enjoyed the match he had with Balor um, at the NXT UK, uh, you know, their first inaugural takeover. I know a lot of people weren't, you know, didn't enjoy it as much, but, you know, again, it was the, the teacher versus the student um, in, in a very well done match. And, Lucky kid, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued now to uh, try to find this uh, 16 karat gold tournament uh, to kind of see him in a Walter, but uh, Devlin definitely with the W. I'm, I'm going Devlin and I have much bigger reasons as to why I'm going Devlin, which I'll get into as we continue to break this down. But I, I think this guy is on the fast track to, I'll say wrestling worldwide, become what Pete Dunn was 
you know, three, four years ago. I think he's, he's really on that track to be the guy to come over and just started to start being the, the big thing, you know, same thing with like a Marty Skrull. Like I think he's, he's that next wave. And we, we've seen exposure of him in, in NXT UK for people that just mm-hmm. have the network, but you know, as, as Sue pointed out with us, with OTT, with him and Walter, their yeah. October and March matches. I mean, it's it's just been tremendous with Devlin. So I, I'm I'm taking Devlin to win this match, which rounds us out to another um, interesting first round matchup. But I'm excited Whoa, for it. Golden uh, State. I, I, I believe uh, uh, Daga is Daga in red over in Dragon Gate. Oh, still, I, I was still on mute. Uh, he oh, is in Red. Yes. Okay. So he he's over there with with Pac and them dudes and Big R and Ben K rocking out with those dudes I've told you about Alex Kyle Fletcher yep. we you know I saw him in Fight Club Pro do some awesome stuff with with Brooks and and aside from just Mark Davis so should be a fun match but it's a little of an awkward pairing for me um, mm-hmm. what do you got in this match too Williams what's your thoughts on Kyle Fletcher and Daga Yeah uh, I'm not really sure I don't know much about Daga. Like, I know he's in uh, R.E.D., but he wasn't on this uh, Dragon Age show because he was in Europe. And uh, Fletcher, I mean, he's more of a tag guy. I haven't seen a lot of his single stuff, so I don't know. Let's see. I mean, I know <laughs> Dog is in, like, Dragon Gate, and but I feel like he's – I feel like they brought him in kind of because he's a Lucha name, and I have a hard time – like, I wrote in the uh, – uh, preview, I've got a hard time picturing Glenn Joseph watching a dead or alive cage match. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah, I think uh, he's, Yep. I was just saying, like, I think he's more of, like, a name that they expect, like, Lucha stuff from. And I'll be honest, I I don't know his style. He may have switched it up. What do you, what's, what's your thoughts on this one, Alex? I would... I would say, I mean, Daga, um, you know, it'll be interesting. He'll be actually at the Warrior Wrestling uh, 5 show um, this weekend on a Mother's Day. So uh, hopefully if that's on high spots, we'll, we'll be able to check out his his style a little bit more. Um, but, no, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Aussie Open, as, you know, as the listeners know, ever since uh, starting with Hello Wembley. Um, and, and so on, you know, so I've been a huge fan of the Aussie open team. I'm excited to see Kyle Fletcher, um, you know, kind of go on the singles run again with him being more of a progress guy. I see him picking up the victory, um, and also a hell of a TLC match that they had with swords of Essex peep that, uh, for sure. Dog is interesting to me because I think American fans got their first taste of him on Lucha underground when he was in that. A snake tribe or whatever the hell they were called with, with, uh, who was in it? It was, uh, Drago and Cobra moon, Cobra moon. Yep. And the Luchasaurus or what? I can't remember what he was called. And, uh, he had, he had some wild name in, in Did you say uh, Luchasaurus. Was Luchasaurus. that the guy that was with Okada? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See in the yeah, background? He was, he, he was right. Luchasaurus shout out. He was also he killed by, uh, away. Yeah, and then he was killed by Rosemary in uh, Impact. Let's not forget that. <laughs> isn't, isn't that oh, a wild? Gosh. You know, I, I'll say this, not to get off topic, but I cannot watch Impact's weekly show, but I, I say this every time. They don't have bad pay-per-views. They're always good. It, it just blows yeah. my mind. 
They're always good. Except for the well, depending the, like, when they're in an eight foot ring. That's the yeah. Only did thing. you suit so you? You you're are you? Have you been keeping up on Impact's pay per views? Have you enjoyed those? I have. I just saw Homecoming. I think it was last weekend. That was a good show. Did you, with was another the, wild tag team TLC match too. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So let me ask you this: Did you watch the WrestleMania weekend show? I saw the first match and fell asleep because it was at midnight. Why did that ring look like a bounce house at a state fair? It was like eight by eight foot. When Rob Van Dam did the Rolling Thunder, he landed on top of uh, Phoenix. He couldn't even roll back to his feet. Like yeah, it was on Botchamania, uh, so you could definitely check it out on Botchamania. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be on there. I think they rented that ring from uh, whoever usually runs that place. I think it was like WrestlePro or something. Oh my God! In Jersey, was, so I think they rented it out. It was like unbelievably small. Like it literally, it like when when I when I ran MCW in two thousand five, two I think it was two thousand six, whatever it was. That doesn't matter. Um, we <laughs> had an actual twenty by twenty foot high spots ring. Like Samoa Joe there said, it was go. one of the nicest rings he's ever wrestled in. I guess that's my claim to fame. Samoa Joe goes, dude, I, your ring's better than the Impact ring. I said, thanks, bro. When I saw this ring, I said, you could pick up this ring and you could put it inside of my ring and it would look like a hell in a cell in WWE. Like, it was so small. <laughs> I, I I don't know how. They, like, I don't know. There's no way that they could do a two and a half step run back and forth. Like, I think one, I think Pentagon tried to run and he took his first initial step and when he went to go land on his left before the, the, the turn, he was already in the rope and like looked confused as to why it was so small. Is that how he got injured? <laughs> oh no, that was at the last one. That was at the last one. Sorry. Maybe that I mean, aggravated to, it. To be fair, I I mean, when when somebody got monkey, I think it was Rich Swan took a monkey flip and he landed in the turnbuckle from the other turnbuckle. Yeah. It was... I was like, dude, this is, I wouldn't be in there wrestling. I would have been like, nah, man, you guys are good. You don't even have to pay me. Just, <laughs> I'm not going to kill myself <laughs> in this ring. But anyway, that's way off topic. And I apologize. Um, Daga had some good stuff. He worked Minoru Tanaka. Um, he worked David Starr, both over WrestleMania weekend. You know, as we were getting into it, the Lucha Underground, he's done that stuff. Luchasaurus is what threw it off. That's what it was. Um, so uh, you know, yeah. I've seen a lot of Daga. He, he's had a good program with Black Taurus down in Mexico. So I, I thought I, th- I like Daga. But I just don't know <laughs> if they are willing to not have Kyle Fletcher go over. That's kind of where I'm thrown in, in like a, in a little bit of a loop here. So I guess I'll go Kyle Fletcher. But don't get me wrong, I think Daga's got the best shot of any of these guys not named Kyle O'Reilly to win their match that does it. Hmm. Um, yeah, I picked Kyle, too. I just, I think he's the guy in there, and they did a little YouTube video where uh, they had Mark Davis, like, I think give up his spot in the tournament to him. I don't know if he was in it or he or if he just asked Progress to put him in, but... Yeah, I don't think they'd do that and not have him win his first round match. Yeah, that's a good point with you bringing that up. Um, so nights one and two here, we have three. Uh, you, you got three matches listed for non-tournament matches. Why don't you break those down for all of our listeners? 
Yeah, so our first uh, non-tournament match is Ginny versus the Session Moth Martina. Uh, the winner of that one will enter the women's title match on day three. Um, yeah, it's – I just feel like having Ginny in another women's title match would just – it'd be really stale because it's been about her since the division started. So I just – I picked with my heart and I picked Martina because – and it's not that I don't like Ginny, it's just – Things need to change a little bit. The session moth going in there. <laughs> I like that. Um, what about this no DQ uh, eight man we got? Yes, we got a big eight man no DQ match. We got Mark Haskins, Jimmy Havoc, Mark Andrews, and El Ligero, who's replacing Eddie Ooh. Dennis, who got hurt. Uh, and it's going to be them versus Do Not Resuscitate, the team of Drew yeah. Parker, Spike Trevay. Former Progress World Champ William Ever and Chuck Mambo, and um, it's the culmination of a big new guys versus established talent feud where these guys feel like they haven't gotten the opportunities that they felt were coming to them because these old guys won't leave. Yeah. So I love the group. I'm sorry, I can't call them a faction since they uh, will will not. Uh... You can call like them a that term. It's like, <laughs> no, but it's, how they it's came just in. a lot of nonsense. Yeah, but I, I, I liked how trying to be different, you know, a, a takeover, if you will. You know, it, it was nice, and then of course, with the relationship with them and the Eve and being being more prevalent than their talent signing with the UK brand, I, I liked how it, it was just something new, and you know, be it, you know. It seemed like Nexus 2010 in a way, but hey, in a way, it works for, you know, kind of across the pot. I like your uh, Lord, this dude just flopped five feet. (laughs) (laughs) He took a charge, he went back, and then he just kept going back until he fell. (laughs) Who is that? Of course it's Austin Rivers. Of course it's Austin Rivers. (laughs) Who else would it be? the last game before this uh, game, game three, he, he did something and had a wide open lane and it was in the middle of them going on a big run and has the easiest finger roll ever known to mankind. And he rolls it off the back iron and all that Houston crowd just kind of, ah, and you saw Austin Rivers just run with his head down. I'm like, damn, good thing you're not playing for daddy anymore. Stupid. Boy. (laughs) Well, yeah. Uh, I picked, uh, back to the match, I picked uh, Do Not Resuscitate to win. I just felt like put him over in the big match. Yeah. And but I could easily the see the match. good guys win them. Because who knows what happens with Mark Haskins in that random-ass stable he's in the Ring of Honor. Jimmy Havoc's out the door, and you never know if WWE want, ever wants to do anything with, with Mark Andrews. So it makes the most sense. Get your new guys over. I think I think that's one of the biggest no-brainers to not screw up booking-wise is to have them win. And it should be just a fun little plunder match. I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. But then you got the big the, the big boys, uh, day two main event. What do you got here? Walter Trent 7, World and Atlas Ooh. Unification. The titles will be unified. It's a big one. Now, and, now real, quick, oh, real quick before you go into this, 
do we have to be nervous that since Progress is kind of a WWE affiliated company that we're going to see, um, like, I don't know, do not resuscitate, do a run in and then bait and done come in and then it turns into an eight man tag. We don't have to worry about that, right? No, I don't think we have because it's like, <laughs> what do we do with the Atlas title at this point? Good. I just, like, I'm, I'm they, conditioned, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the Atlas title, it's a good idea, like in theory, but there just isn't weren't enough big dudes on the scene to keep it, like, fluid, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't think we have to worry about, like, any booking shenanigans, like, theoretically, because both of these guys are WWE contracted, so they could lose to each other. And in that case, I'm picking Walter, because I just, they've done what they could with Trent, and Trent's good, but I just don't see him on Walter's level at all. So, I just think Walter's going to beat him, unify the titles, and move on to whoever wins this tournament. Yeah. What do you, what do you think, Alex? Um, I, you know, Trent Seven has, you know, in my opinion, has been, you know, the the bloke of Colt Cabana, if you will. But with these Atlas Championships uh, matches that I've seen, you know, of course, with him winning, you know, the title over at Hello Wembley there, it's it's made me see another side of Trent Seven. You know, I'm not familiar with the stuff from years ago, but he's had his comedy matches, but then he's had, like, matches where I'm like, oh, this will go about six, eight minutes, and then it's like, whoa, that was a hell of a 20-minute match there. You know, whether it was the guy from the uh, the Los Federales or, you know, any of the other countless opponents that I saw months ago, but um, yeah, he's not on Walter's level. I mean, this is just going to be a fun match in the beginning, and then you're like, oh no, we're going to see a guy get murdered, um, and Walter is <laughs> definitely the right guy for that. Yeah, Walter. I, I you guys have said it all. There's there's a reason he won my wrestler of the year last year. It's it's Walter. It's hands down. Nothing. No, no other answer. Uh, I I think you'd be doing a disservice uh, to not only Progress but to the NXT UK to have Walter lose, being he's the UK champion over there too. So I don't think there's any way Trent Seven wins this. Uh, what do we, so we have some other. Other stuff, day three, the annual hangover scramble, as you have with all the <laughs> these tournament enders. Uh, that's always fun. But let's let's talk your women's title match. What's your thoughts going in here on this four-way? Yeah, so we got a four-way for the women's title. We got Millie McKenzie versus Nina Samuels versus the winner of the uh, Martina Ginny match versus the champion Jordan Grace. And I wrote that you'd be forgiven if you forgot that Jordan Grace was champion because he hasn't been around since December. <laughs> but uh, everywhere yeah, I mean, else but progress, she's been at yeah, everywhere but progress. Didn't she defend the progress title at Warrior Wrestling? Yeah, you against were there? Uh, Lisa Marie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but not at progress. So, and she's yeah. defending it this Sunday. Um, well, it's supposed to be um, against uh, Tessa yeah, Blanchard. With a, oh, correct, but <clears throat> yeah, she's wrestling though again in Chicago Heights against uh, Tessa Blanchard with Molly Holly as special guest referee. Oh, Molly Holly. She uh, when when the uh, and when I NIW after I stopped working for NIW, she came in there and did an angle with uh, my buddy who ran the company and. 
Uh, she shaved his head, if I remember right. I think is what I think is what she did in there. I was just like, wait a minute, <laughs> why is Molly Holly? Did you just see Hakeem Olajuwon just be surprised as hell? <laughs> when he was on camera, did you, did you just see that? That was amazing. He's like, oh, hey. I did just see dream. that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. No, you're good. You're good. My story was pretty pointless anyway, because then I forgot that that's actually what happened. It was like 2005. I, I forget I'm old. Um, who who you got to win this uh, four-way suit? Uh, I picked Nina Samuels. They've been pushing her, like, under the radar pushing her. Like, it took me two months to realize, oh, they're pushing <laughs> Nina Samuels. That's that's nice. So, nice. yeah, I picked her. Alex, where are you going? Uh, I love me some uh, Millie Millie, Millie McKenzie. Um, but, unfortunately, that is not going to be her role. Um, I like the Nina Samuels pick, but um, – just so she could have another uh, Brock Lesnar of progress, if you will. I think Jordan Grace retains. <laughs> Damn. Damn. You had to go there. I'll, I'll, I'll take Jordan Grace, too. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Does, now, does anyone know? I don't, I don't know. Sue, are you, do, you, do, you ever, do you stay up on stardom ever? Uh, I am getting into it. I've, I've got the uh, draft show downloaded, so I'm, a, I'm getting into that. I I have no idea if Session Moth Martinez is still in a Wado tie, but if she is and she comes out and does the whole Wado tie dance and like Azumi and Kagetsu and Natsu Sumiri's sexy ass all come out there and they do the dance, then I want Session Moth Martinez to win this. Otherwise, I'll go Jordan Grace. So that's my <laughs> my what if because I'm a huge when, when we when we did our award ballot last year and we were we we're figuring oh, out all man. the nominees to send out our awards. We're going through factions. I'm like, Alex, we gotta have a way to tie on there. He's like, What's a way to tie? I was like, We gotta have a way to tie. He's like, I don't watch that company. Bro, we gotta have a way to tie. They're not gonna get any votes. We gotta have a way to tie. Well, I've got some bad news though. A way to tie lost the match, I believe, to Queen's Quest and they can't do the dance anymore. Oh, it was the yeah, it was the like dance versus masks or something? Yeah, it was dance versus their entrance masks for Queen's Quest. No, I'm stupid. Oh man, Ryan! Ryan just corpsed. Not last, <laughs> but just dad, and he just died. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, oh! Damn it! Well, the Rockets' defense is corpsing as well at the moment. Jeez. Oh. Dang it. Well, whatever. I've, I've missed a couple. I, I think I'm right before the draft on things, too, so I'm kind of in that same boat where I'm like, man. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Let's go Jordan Grace and forget it. Uh, Jimmy Havoc's final progress match. What do you think this is going to be, Suit? Yeah, he is. Uh, the match is unannounced, uh, so Jimmy's saying farewell. He's a building block of the company. Yep. There's a few things you could do. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind when you think Jimmy Havoc in progress is Will Ospreay. And this was between New Japan tours, so maybe Will could come back. But he said that the TLC match on the last show was his last progress match. Oh. Yeah. And on the same token, you could bring in Zack Sabre Jr. because those two are friends. And the one idea I had was uh, you could, like, close the loop, and you can bring in the guy who uh, was Jimmy's first match in progress, Danny Garnell, because in storyline, 
he took Jimmy as a deathmatch wrestler and he trained him how to technically wrestle. So maybe if you did that, you could, like, close that loop. But Garnell hasn't wrestled in, like, three years. So maybe they could get him out for one night. (laughs) One night only. Once in a lifetime, like Cena Rock, right? Yeah. But (laughs) nine times, but it's Jimmy Havoc. It's going to be a death match. So I don't know. I guess Do they bring up something crazy? Do you bring somebody from outside the company? Do you bring an AEW? It's possible. I mean, nah, I don't know. No, because what? then they would uh, WWE would shut the event down. But we already know what happens. <laughs> so. Let me ask you this: Does this is something I don't know? Does Progress have any kind of relationship with Fight Club? Um, they use similar talent. I mean, they don't have a bad relationship with them. I mean, Trent Seven owns Fight Club, and he's wrestling their main event. So, oh wow! So that I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know. Wow. When I, so when yeah, he's when, a co-owner. When I was in Tokyo for two weeks for Wrestle Kingdom this year, when we went to the Fight Club Pro Show, the main event was a four-way death match. It was Jimmy Havoc. It was Drew Parker, who obviously could maybe work. Um, it was Ricky Shane yeah. Page, who Jimmy Havoc always seems to be taking photos with, always doing things with Ricky <laughs> Shane Page. So maybe Ricky Shane Page comes in. Or what if they just went balls to the wall and brought Masashi Takeda in to do it? That would be awesome, but the problem is I don't know how familiar the progress crowd is with Takeda. Oh, shit. Like you know what, too? The the Big yeah. Japan show that we're going to talk about on Wednesday was – Sunday. That was the uh, Asami Kadoka, his his title match with uh, Takahashi from the Deathmatch Survivor and the Okabayashi Sakamoto. Mm. And and Masashi Takeda worked that so. So I don't think there's any way he's getting from that show to this show that quick. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I saw Madonna have holograms of herself at the Billboard Music Awards last week. Maybe it's a hologram, Kata. You, you could do anything nowadays. Come on. wonder how a hologram Jericho, takes a light to. <laughs> hey, we saw, the, we saw the invisible man put invisible sand through a table when they pulled that rope to break the door. Oh, down. that was it's awesome. Great. That was so good. By the way, Alex, I'm kind of mad we're not going to let... So, suit last year we, we did uh, StarCast. We did the podcast role. But for this yeah. year's StarCast, it's just been like obnoxious with what they want from everyone to get there and to do this. And it's going to be smaller. And we said, ah, forget it. I found out today that uh, you can live on panel to get autographs and meet and greet. Invisible man's going to be there. What? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, like, that's bigger than in my eyes. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I was already mad enough. I was like, damn, we're not going to get to see Kenta Kobashi. We, we got to interview a, a, a – a, I don't even want to get into those interviews that we got. Those were, those were bad. But if we could – Hey, Matthew was great. Matthew was great. But I, I think we would have had a better conversation interviewing the Invisible Man than interviewing Leva Bates and the other – Beta Scott. Scott. Oh, God. Um, Invisible Man would have been a much better interview. But I, I'm not trying to bury them. They were nice and they came and talked to us, whatever. Um, go ahead, Suit. Go All ahead, right. Suit. And, yeah. And then uh, the finals on day three, too. Uh, I have it as Jordan Devlin versus David Starr. I know OTT did it already, but still going to be cool to see. And then I have Devlin winning because 
David Starr does not do well in tournaments. <laughs> I, Alex, who you got winning this tournament? Um, well, I have Star going over Dragonoff. I have Devlin going over O'Reilly. I, I did have the same final. Um, it's, it's again, a toss-up, depending on what they want to do with Devlin, uh, Progress, and WWE, U, or NXT UK-wide, wise, um, I'm going to go David Starr, though. I'm such a huge fan of him, again, for everything that he stands for and how he can work, transition to different styles um, in the ring as well. His adaptability um, is awesome to watch. And uh, like I said, I think this is his year. Uh, David Starr, hopefully, with the win of your uh, Super Strong Style Tournament 16. I'm going to go on a, on a crazy limb here, and I'm going to say it's Jordan Devlin over Chris Ridgway to get in the finals. And I'm going to say Ilya Dragunov over Travis Banks to go to the finals. Cause I think Banks Ooh. is going to get a run. Um, I think Dragunov nice. just because then you're teasing Dragunov Walter to the crowd. But then I think you give them Devlin Walter that we've seen in other companies and why not bring it to progress and do the same thing here. So I'll go Devlin over Dragunov. All yeah. right. Warriors are down by five. I see. Yep, and Steph just hit a three. Nope, make that two. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll we'll wrap up the head to that. Uh, Sue, thanks for coming on, knocking this hour out, talking a a wild, uh, off-the-wall, half-progress, half-sports, half-WWE, half-nonchalant, no-sense-making topics. Uh, it's fantastic, and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's it's always a pleasure having you on, and you know I'm going to ask you to come back. Uh, plug away everything you got for our listeners, sir. Twitter.com. You can follow me at Suit Williams. You can see my writing on VoicesOfWrestling.com, and you can see me on PW Ponderings as well, where I will be doing reviews of the Super Strong Style 16 weekend. And you can listen to my podcast, Smart Sports, where – I also eat during it, and we also make fun of WWE. Yeah! Sounds like there we go. (laughs) Stu, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk again, all right? Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Stu Williams, great dude. Glad he came on. Alex, um, let's save that John Moxley talk for for Wednesday. Perfect. Um, Wrap this up. Wednesday night we'll be on. We'll be talking the two Duntaku shows. New we'll Japan. also be talking. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get Alex those links so he can check out the two yeah. Big Japan uh, wrestling main events. We'll talk this John Moxley stuff and probably some other news and notes because it'll probably be a longer show on Wednesday because we're just kind of going to get it and nasty. Talk. Yep. Seek Nasty will be on. We'll do Big Japan early so he can get on before he goes to his super high paying ass accountant job he just took. So. What <laughs> him rock and roll with that Alex thanks for coming on tonight We'll talk again on Wednesday with some more Great pure wrestling for everybody And uh, I guess it's Hey we're on the countdown to our sabbatical ending Maybe we'll No we can't No preview. we're going to extend it We're going to extend it <laughs> I was going to say we could preview by in the Because we got We got Game of Thrones final We got the finale I'm hoping to drop in uh, For uh, Double or Nothing So we'll be doing a live watch of that together At your house <laughs> Um, and then maybe we'll, that's when we watch Money in the Bank. We'll watch it together, and then we'll groan and be pissed off uh, together. How how does that sound there? That might be the way to go. I, I got to talk with everyone to not spoil things for me in this chat because they all watch these pay per views. Yeah, but, Okada spoiler. 
Yeah, dick dicks. Dick dicks. That that really made sense here. I might as well just have my kids say it because it's better. Um, <laughs> um, I look. I've already decided that Money in the Bank won't be watched until after Thrones because that's the finale. So it'll yeah. at least be until late. So maybe we maybe we do prolong it. Um, we will. Yeah, let's we'll figure we out what do you. When you get in, maybe I'll work earlier that week then, so I can be off Saturday and Sunday, and we can uh, get some good, get, oh, get some uh, fun wrestling in that week. And then we'll watch we'll make- Starcast without paying thousands of dollars. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> we're gonna figure this out for you guys. We will talk to y'all Wednesday night. We'll have the time out. It's just a later date here. Also, I'm gonna get out. Hopefully tonight here, I'm gonna get all this typed out, and I'll tweet out my match averages for everyone in the, the carnival. Once again, thanks, Sue Williams. Uh, hit us up, like us on Facebook, WrestleCast Radio, at tw- uh, at WrestleCast underscore SSM on the Twitter. Subscribe to us, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, Player FM, iHeartRadio, Spotify, whatever, Anchor FM, whatever other random ones Alex finds out we're on. Lastly, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast. Pick up one of our four shirts. We're, we're just yeah. a couple shirts away from selling just a couple sales away to being able to expand to a seven shirt store. So we're Ooh. almost so. If you haven't picked up your your Chicago style shirt yet, Alex, Alex, um, that we made for Chicago people, um, go ahead and grab the it. Irony. <laughs> uh, we'll rock and roll. We'll see you guys Wednesday night, Alex. Thanks again. Go Rockets.